You know how there's always like that joke in the movies where there's a lull in a conversation and someone brings up the weather? You're going to bring up the weather, aren't you? I'm going to bring up the weather because it's cold. It hailed at my house. (laughs) Hailed. Ice was falling from the sky. (laughs) I've never thought about hail like that. Yeah. Ice falling from the sky. When you say it like that, it's it sounds like the end of the world. Someone told me that Saturday was the coldest day of the year. I don't know if that was purely Wellington or if that was nationwide. Anyway, and should we just get started? I think we should. Kia ora, this is Newsville. I'm Imogen. And I'm Jono, and this is What's Worth Talking About. More houses but fewer buyers. Are we about to see house prices start climbing again? And therefore, is now the time to snag a bargain. Your wallet might be a bit lighter today with petrol price and public transport subsidies gone. We'll explain exactly what's happened. Plus, why your friends could be making this whole cost of living crisis worse for you by being absolute holdouts. The prospect of Nuremberg-style trials for pandemic responses has well and truly arrived here, what our national correspondent has uncovered. All of that's coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. More buyers, but less choice. That's the headline from a new property report by realestate.co.nz. So while prices are still down on where they were, could we be about to see them jump back up? Vanessa Williams from realestate.co.nz is here with me now. Kia ora, Vanessa. Kia ora, Imogen. Vanessa, are prices about to head back up? It's a really interesting dynamic we've got at the moment because we have seen a super hot market all through COVID, which no one predicted, and then come off the back of that, we have seen the decline. Now, I can confidently say for four months in a row, we have seen that absolutely stabilise nationally and in most of our major centres, which is typically where the shift starts when we do see a trend in prices, typically starts in our bigger centres like Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. So we have seen that pretty consistently, but now what's happened is because of all of the economic factors that people have gone, do you know what, maybe I'm not going to put my house on the market just yet, and those new listings haven't come onto the market during autumn, we're starting to see that eat into how many houses are available for sale. And buyers are still hungry. So perhaps we're going to start to see that shift. So that trend that you're seeing with owners holding on, do you think they're they're waiting for prices to rebound before listing? I'm not too sure if it's prices specifically or if it's just people want a bit of stability. I mean, if you look at what this year has given us or the last sort of specifically the last six months, we've seen 13 OCR hikes. We have seen crazy weather events across the country. Cost of living has been quite astronomical, but we're also heading into an election year. And all of that creates uncertainty for Kiwis. And when you're transacting one of the biggest assets of your life, you want to go into a, or typically you want to go into a scenario that's a bit more certain. So yes, there might be some price elements in there, but I think there's a whole bunch of other factors as well. Where are the bargains for those first home buyers? Surely there's some out there. Yeah, that, that's, I always, I always keep my eye out for a bargain image. <laughs> Hey, look, if you're looking um, specifically from a data perspective, Coromandel has saw the biggest, seen the biggest drop year on year to about 16.5%, but we're still talking going from around 1.1 million to around sort of 975,000. But if we're talking about our lovely first home buyers out there, Southland has actually had quite a big drop and has dropped back from well over half a million dollars to around 472,000 this month. 
And it's only one of two regions that's under the half a million dollar mark. And that's for an average three-bedroom home too. So there'll even be more cost-effective options if you're looking in that two-bedroom market. What was that other region, Southland and? And the West Coast. Vanessa Williams, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Well, one thing which won't help you get into a new house is the chunk of cash about to disappear from your wallet with the petrol price subsidy and the public transport subsidy both ending over the weekend. Yeah, this was signalled in the budget, but it could still be a rude shock for some commuters. This is 25 cents of tax going back on petrol, diesel road user charges are all back to normal, and public transport is back up to full price for anyone over 25. So are we going to see petrol rocket back up to $3 a litre like it was a while ago? Uh, Probably not. AA Principal Policy Advisor Terry Collins has told Stuff that this is probably the best time for the cut to kick in because things have kind of stabilised a bit internationally. So while we've seen prices at gas stations near my house jump up already, they probably won't keep going up and up and up. Probably. I feel like that word probably is doing a lot of heavy lifting. but It's carrying the weight (laughs) of that introduction. With me now is John Reeves from the Public Transport Users Association. Kia ora, John. Good morning. Are you disappointed by this decision to remove the public transport subsidy? Oh yeah, totally, because New Zealand has some of the highest rates of public transport fares in the OECD, so uh, this is actually just putting us back there to that level. Now, you know, it's not really an aim or an achievement we want to do. We should actually have fair and equitable uh, public transport fares, which we did actually have when we had half price fares. What's the age limit where they get the uh, cheaper fares though? 13 to 25 Mm. will still get cheaper fares. But uh, look, everyone is having a cost of living crisis right now. It doesn't matter if you're a middle income worker or your mum and dad are both working. Everyone's having a cost of living crisis and high interest rates. So transport to places like work is uh, is an expensive thing to do and you have to do it. So it would be fair if the public transport fares stayed at half price for everyone. Do we know how much of an impact the half price public transport fares had in terms of getting people on buses and on trains? Well, we've certainly seen a lot of growth in every market in every, Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch since that was implemented. But of course, it's a bit hard to tell because we had this thing called COVID, which really disrupted patterns massively. So, I mean, it, it is a little hard to tell but we did see growth come back from people using it um it may slow down that growth now that the price is going up to a full fare um so let's hope it doesn't have too much of an impact because we want to get more people out of cars and into public transport john reeves from the public transport users association thank you so much for your time thank you we're not done with the cost of living chat just yet because we found out we're all lying to our nearest and dearest about the best way to save cash. So stick around to find out more. I can't believe you're lying to me, Emma. I feel personally <laughs> betrayed. But if you're enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. It'll help other people find us. And we really just crave the validation. It's that simple. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead... The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, Subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.
The prospect of so-called Nuremberg-style trials for alleged crimes against humanity during the pandemic has been a staple of conspiracy theory chat groups since the pandemic started. Just FYI, a lot of inverted commas were doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. But now what's largely been an international phenomena has arrived here. And Stuff's national correspondent, Charlie Mitchell, has been investigating. Kia ora, Charlie. How are you? Kia ora. Good, thank you. Charlie, tell me where these Nuremberg trials all spawned from. Who is behind all of this rhetoric here in New Zealand? So this has kind of been a thing basically as long as the pandemic has been a thing. This sort of vague notion that um, the people responsible for the pandemic response, which some people believe is tyrannical or was uh, inappropriate in various ways, that there needed to be some sort of like justice for this and people needed to be held legally to account. Um, and so there are lots of these efforts. Some of them are very casual. They're just like lists of people on Telegram channels of, of people who need to be you know rounded up and, and executed and that kind of thing. But there are these more like formal ones with lawyers and pretending to do actual trials and stuff. This has been going on for a few years, but now there's this kind of effort in New Zealand for various obscure reasons to hold a Nuremberg-style trial here under a uh, bizarre jurisdiction, and it's a long tail. But but basically, this has been around for ages. It's been mostly international, but it's come to New Zealand very recently. So tell me a little bit about uh, what's been happening overseas then. Have we seen trials actually carried out? Uh, no. Trials and in inverted commas. Yeah, uh, definitely inverted commas. Um, no. Um, the, the main problem that these groups have had is that if you want to hold a trial for crimes against humanity, you need a jurisdiction. Like you can't just round people up and, and hold trials and stuff because that would be kidnapping. And so they've had this sort of insurmountable obstacle for ages. There was early last year this quite elaborate mock trial held in Germany where they had lawyers on Zoom and they had a session, they had exhibits and stuff. That's the closest it's got to a real sort of trial. Again, inverted commas, um, under real. But this is kind of what's new about this effort in New Zealand because the people behind it sort of have this galaxy-brained theory that this is like actually a real trial can take place under this certain jurisdiction. So these people now think that this will be like the first real Nuremberg-style trial that will happen in the world. Is there a timeline? Do we know when these attempts are going to happen? Well, the, the main guy behind it, um, his name's Dr. Rainer Fuhlmich. He's a, quite a notorious German lawyer who's become quite famous in the conspiracy theory ecosystem. He he has said sort of publicly he, he wants this to happen in um, August. Entirely unclear whether he will be actively involved or be like, in New Zealand or anything like that. I understand he's currently trapped in Mexico for uh, unrelated reasons. So um, that may affect the the timeline somewhat. But um, yeah, so it's all very seat of your pants kind of stuff. But I I, I guess the significance of it is that it doesn't really matter if the trial is real or not, as long as some people think it is real and that there is this effort happening and that, you know, some people will be held to account and may need to be, you know, have justice enforced upon them, that all sort of leads to some pretty sinister consequences, potentially. Charlie Mitchell, thank you so much for your time. And if you are interested in the story, you can check out Charlie's full piece on this on thepost.co.nz.
I tell you what, this ep is turning into a wee little cost-of-living crisis episode bonanza. Extravaganza. Absolute extravaganza. <laughs> and we have got some very interesting results from a recent Grab One survey. Oh, we love a corporate survey. We, we love a corporate survey. <laughs> Apparently, one in 10 New Zealanders are gatekeeping money-saving hacks and not even sharing them with friends or family. So statistically speaking, someone close to me ain't sharing their bargain hunting hacks. Not they're keeping them to themselves, according to this survey. This sounds like the perfect opportunity to host one of those murder mystery nights, except the murder mystery is who's hoarding their hacks. There's never a good reason to hold a murder mystery night. <laughs> I've never done one. I really want to, and I feel like this isn't a time. No. Anyway, we're getting off track. We are all about sharing on this pod. We love to we share. Are. Sometimes a little a little too much. Um, <laughs> so my cost of living hack mm. is we love a weekend meal prep. Mm, you're good at a meal prep. I do uh, love a meal prep because when I'm going to fall down and decide that I need to order a whole pizza, three sides and an ice cream is when I get home and there's nothing easy in the fridge for dinner mm. and I can't be bothered cooking. So... If I cook something on the weekend that I know is going to last me a few days into the week, so I know that when I get home, the worst I've got to do is cook a veggie quickly or do some rice or just chuck something in the microwave, it Mm. will stop me spending an absurd amount of money on takeaways. Mm, That's good. I am not a good meal prepper. I'll make a salad maybe at the beginning of the week. Not in winter though. Nobody eats salad. No, exactly. And when I say it's a beetroot salad, it's delicious. Um, Anyway, my cost of living hack is also food related because we, you and I, are not going to be one of those one in 10 New Zealanders that don't share. We're leading by example is what we're doing (laughs) and we're sharing. The sharing is caring. (laughs) I always like to have frozen prawns or recently discovered frozen burger patties from it's slightly bougie burger patties mind it's not like a just a just meat they've got yummy bits and pieces in them but always have those in the freezer for a quick and easy dinner as well during the week because it's the same kind of principle isn't it it is it just it just means that you don't really have to think because you can make anything with prawns really Mm. and who doesn't love a midweek burger yeah but of course we want to know what your hacks are for making every dollar stretch further right now don't share them with just your friends, share them with us and then we can share them because we will refuse to be the one in 10 New Zealanders that are gatekeeping. Share them with everyone. Yeah, be better New Zealand. You can find us on TikTok or Insta, just search for Newsable NZ. And if you want to drop us a hack old school, you can send us an email as well. Newsable at stuff.co.nz is the address. But I think that's Newsable for today. I think it is. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Jono Williams. Have a good Monday, team. See you, see ya. Oh, why did I say that? Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support.